Hello and welcome to Stories That Shape Us. My name is Joanna Daniel. I'm continuing the conversation on dealing with emotionally unavailable mothers. And I thank you for listening and for sharing the podcast. I can see that they are, when I just looked at the, the, the statistics on the podcast, the ones around mothers are, grow, are going up in the, in the, in the stats, in the, the number of listens. And so I know that this is an issue that many people struggle with. I know that because of the messages that you send and the emails that you send, and I really appreciate that. So keep sending them. And if you have questions, ask them as well in, via email, and I'll do my best to respond. So today I'm talking about tips for the Christian woman who, who needs to heal after growing up with a disconnected or an emotionally available mother. So not having connection with a mother who is dismissive can have an impact on your life it can affect how you see yourself because our parents, our caregivers are our mirrors. And when we grow up with dismissive people, dismissive caregivers, then it, what it mirrors for us is that you're not worth anything. You're not worthy. You're not lovable. You're not loved. And so when that is reflected back, that can have lasting impacts, impact on us. But, but what's tricky sometimes for a lot of women is that you grew up with a mother like this, but she's nice at church. She probably serves in hospitality or a deaconess or any other role, but at home she's uncaring. Everybody might love her at church and love her in the community, but at home she's dismissive. She's more into tasking than sitting and connecting. She doesn't know how to do that. She might be harsh and critical and um, insult, use a lot of insults. In, in the way she approaches you and, and, and how she communicates with you. She's uncaring when you're ill and is not available for comfort and affection. So when you're ill, she's not a space that you can go to to get comfort. You really have to deal with it on your own or get comfort from somebody else. Or maybe you've learned how to not have comfort. And connecting this with attachment, this is the space in which we grew up with insecure attachment. So a dismissive mother will also not be available for secure connection. So you would have insecure attachment. So when you're hurt, she's not available for comfort and she isn't someone that you can talk about life's challenges. She perhaps will be dismissive and insulting um, when you have a challenge. She might sh be shaming and, and after many times of attempting it, you might know that this is not somewhere that I can go, somebody that I can talk to because she's going to shame me into having a need. So this level of rejection can leave lasting impact and you can carry these feelings well into adulthood and it can carry itself out into your relationships because when a caregiver was dismissive, the story that it tells is that everyone else will also be dismissive. And in that place, the decision is made. It's of course, often an unconscious decision but the decision is made to not trust anyone, uh, to not trust that anyone's going to be there for you. And so you develop the ability to cope and the ability to, to be there for yourself. And the dismissive, the dismissive that gives, gives a feeling of being unloved, unworthy. And there's a lot of shame that is attached and connected to this as well. So you might be in adult life and don't understand shame and you don't understand where where some of the thing the patterns that you have comes from, where your lack of trust originates, and where your fear of letting people in comes from, where your decision making, your struggling decision making comes from, where you where you struggle to connect with people, where that comes from. 
So it's really important to look at what the root of it is. And as I'm talking to the Christian woman, I also want to address this because oftentimes forgiveness, and I, and I say, I perhaps say this in every single episode that I talk about when I do things like this, because sometimes we feel like when we're forgiven, then that fixes the problem and it doesn't fix the problem. Forgiveness is great. It's, it's we're we're commissioned to do that. We're advised to do it, but it doesn't fix the wound. And so the wound still needs to be addressed, you know, and as your Christian woman, God says, I will heal your wounds and restore health unto you. Jeremiah 30 verse 12, or is it verse 17? He, you know, and there are many promises in, in the Bible around healing. And I believe that if, if we didn't need it, if forgiveness could fix it, then there wouldn't be so many places where we're told that God's going to heal us, right? So it's really important to know that though you forgive her, which is great, that the, the wound that you experience will be, it's important to know the areas in your life where it's impacting. So the dismissive feelings can give a feeling of being unloved. So, he, but here's the good news. You can't change how your mother responds to you as a child, but you can determine how it will continue to affect you moving forward. So you, we can't change the past. What we have is now the present and the decisions that we can make in the present and how to determine how the past is going to impact us in the future, if indeed we have one, right? So for example, you can identify this is where the wound is. She was dismissive. She wasn't available for connection. She was unkind. She was insulting. She was emotionally abusive. She was physically abusive. She wasn't present. She was too busy. She didn't love me. She was uncaring. I didn't feel loved by her. Really important to own that. Of course, it's going to hurt because the person who was supposed to love and care for us most don't. And sometimes she might say it. Some, some women will say this in anger. I don't like you. I hate you. And if you ever hear that from a caregiver, I want you to know that that wasn't about you. It wasn't anything that you've done. It wasn't any way that you looked. It wasn't you. It wasn't your decision. It wasn't your choices. It was nothing about you that made her respond in that way. That was her pain speaking, impacting you. And that's why it's important to heal because yours will not hurt anyone. It will not harm anyone because you're here listening to this and you're making a decision to put things in place to heal so that your children, if you have, or so that your siblings, or so that the people that are in your life will never experience the anger and hostility that lives inside that makes someone emotionally available. Okay, the pain that lives inside that does that. So you can't change how she responds to you, but you can determine how it will continue to affect you moving forward. So with appropriate support, you can learn how to apply the right tools to these wounds so that you can heal. So what are some of the tools that you can do? As I was talking just now, awareness is a first place to start. And when you're aware of the wound, then you know what to apply to the wound. So if my mom was emotionally unavailable, then we're going to learn and understand about the emotionally unavailable parent and the emotionally available mother. Those are two good books that you can read to a place that you can start. Listen to the further episodes of this podcast, the ones that we've done before, and stay with us throughout the rest of this year and indeed the rest of the time on the podcast. And we're, that's what I do. I give tools a lot that you can use to heal. We also have a coaching program, an inner child healing coaching program that starts on Sunday, the third, 4th of December. 
And if you would like to be a part of that, you can send me an email and you can respond and I will get you the details for that. There are other ways, of course, to heal. When you can identify how the wound is affecting, if it's lack of trust, then you can read things around building trust. If it's rejection and abandonment, then it's important to know how does, do I feel when I feel abandoned? When I feel like somebody has abandoned me or somebody has left me, what does that feel like? If it's patterns in relationship, look at what are those patterns are because that will give you a clue as to what you need to apply to it. If you become a people pleaser and a nice person who is passive, then you want to go and learn how to be assertive and confident and how to express yourself and your opinion. You're going to want to learn to understand what your voice sounds like and practice in expressing it. If your relationship, if you're in a romantic relationship, if you're married or in a committed relationship and it's a safe space, it's a good place to talk out some of those things. If not, your friendship group, if, they, if it's safe, if, not, not, if none of those places are safe, you will need a therapist in order to create the space for you to be able to do that in. Or you can start with your journal by answering the questions that I've just asked and beginning to understand it for yourself, begin to become comfortable with it so you can start to unpack it, process it so you can heal and move forward so that you can be an, a, a space for connection, an emotionally available person. I want to say this again, that the, the fact that she was dismissive or unavailable it's not a reflection of you. It, you didn't do anything that caused it. It wasn't about you. It wasn't about you at all. It's something that starts props above her. She inherited, she experienced, and she's passing on that experience to you. Thank you for joining me in Stories That Shape Us. I hope you'll join me on the next story.